When I was a professor at Colorado Christian University, in almost every semester and in almost every class, I was asked, what do you think is the role of women in the church? I was asked the question so often that I developed a short four-point analysis, which I repeated over and over. I said there is enough in my four points to make everybody mad, no matter what your position on the issue. I looked at the question theologically, historically, sociologically, and personally. First, theologically. The Bible speaks clearly on this topic. Leaders in the church should be men. Elders or pastors, whatever you want to call them, they're to be men. 1 Timothy 2.11 is the classic verse, and it says that women are not to teach or exercise authority over men. Then in the next verse, Paul grounds this teaching in creation. In 1 Corinthians 11.3, Paul, speaking of the family, says the man is to be the head of the home. 1 Corinthians 13.34 and 35 are harsh verses to modern ears, but they clearly call for men to be pastors and leaders of a church. Then there are the arguments from inference. Jesus called only male disciples who were then to lead the church. This is the Roman Catholic argument for an all-male priesthood. I don't agree with the Roman Catholics on lots of doctrinal issues, but I think they have a point here. And then there is the most powerful argument of all, God became flesh as a man. One time I attended a theology luncheon at the University of Colorado. I found myself sitting across from a world-renowned theologian by the name of Wolfhart Pannenberg. I had resolved to say nothing at the luncheon, but I overcame my natural shyness, and I asked him, why was Jesus incarnate in a male body? His response was, it was mere contingency, it was mere contingency. By that, Pannenberg meant that Jesus was making a concession to the patriarchal culture of his day. Well, if it was a concession, it was the only one he made. Jesus did not come as well-educated, rich, a member of the ruling nation, a member of the ruling class of Jews. He gave up every one of the trappings of human power and importance, except one, according to Pannenberg. He came as a man. Now, I think Pannenberg is wrong. Jesus came as a man because the Godhead is masculine. The theological argument of the Bible is clear. Men should be pastors of churches. Second, let's look at history. In the 2,000 years of the church, women have done everything and have done it remarkably well. They have ministered heroically to the sick and needy. They have preached great sermons. They have written great books. They have founded great denominations. And yes, they have pastored churches and won millions to Christ. They have been among the most effective missionaries who have ever lived. And today, hundreds of mission organizations are run by women and run very well. So, Mitchell, what do you have to say to all this? Praise God. Praise God for millions of godly women. Third, let's look at sociology. In every era of history and in every culture, when the church settles into its long-term ministry, it is always, always led by men. In Africa, where women missionaries preach the gospel and establish churches, those churches are inevitably led by men. In America, virtually every evangelical church is led by a man, even though there are millions of women 
who hold offices in our churches. Even in denominations that cultivate and encourage female pastors, the churches are still led by men. Pentecostals use the prophecy at the end of Joel chapter 2 to justify female pastors, and a number of women have served as pastors of Pentecostal churches. But even their churches are overwhelmingly male-led. David Murrow has written an excellent book, Why Men Hate Going to Church. He argues that the great crisis of American Christianity is not that women haven't been given leadership opportunities. It's that we can't get men to do anything. He says that the adult attendees in a typical evangelical church skew 60-40 in favor of women. In the mainline denominations, it is 70-30. The great need of the American church is not female leadership, it's male involvement. I was in seminary 50 years ago when evangelical feminism was added to Zenith. I was certain that in coming years more and more women would be installed as pastor of our churches since seminaries were already half or more female. But it never happened. It was a non-event. Today our churches are led by men. The pattern mandated by the Bible has been copied for sociological reasons in the modern church. Fourth, let me make a personal comment. I've always said this to the young women in my classes. No man can keep you from doing the full and express will of God for your life. If I am just an old curmudgeon and am wrong in my opinions on this issue, doesn't matter. I cannot keep you from doing what the Lord would have you to do. Daily give your life to Him and you will live the fullest life possible and then take your seat in glory with Him. You will be far closer to the throne of God than I am. So there's my four points. I hope they are helpful, but if nothing else, they'll give you some things to ponder. May the God of both men and women bless you this day in a mighty way.